Neil Before Blog presents Neil Before Pod. Hello and welcome to Neil Before Pod interviews. I'm your host Craig and recently I had the pleasure of talking to actor Rick Cosnett. Our discussion covers how people change as they get older, life experience and realistically playing being on drugs. Sit back, relax and enjoy. I'm delighted to be joined on Neil Before Pod with Rick Cosnett. Hello, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Craig, good to see you. I'm doing good. It's quite late in the UK, but I guess that's show business. That is, honey. And I'm here in Australia. It's nice and hot. It's not that here. It's winter for me, summer for you. I know, I've escaped just running away from my problems, <laughs> summer to summer. So let's dive straight into just talking about Shoulder Dance, your latest film. What attracted you to the film and the role of Roger? The script, first of all, is insane. Craig is so fun. It's so funny. It's so accurate about human beings, relationships, brings up a lot around monogamy and all that stuff. It's so accurate about people who take substances, not to give anything away. And the cast is so great. Matt Dallas, people might know from Kyle XY, is so incredible. Maggie Gayhar, who people might know from Gotham, she plays my girlfriend. And we are kind of like the villains in Annie, if you will. <laughs> I feel like we're like Tim Curry and Bernadette Peters. We just come in hot and wild. And my character, Roger, is rambunctious. He is confident, just completely free and just this kind of lion courageous but also has his own emotional issues and this sort of this repressed gay couple that we kind of come into this is one of my best friends that I haven't seen since I was 16 and we've reunited for the first time since then something happened the last time we saw each other so it's been over 20 years and these wild antics ensue over this one weekend in the Hamptons and at the end it surprisingly hits you emotionally well I've seen it a few times in festivals I had a screening here in Australia with my friends and just tears running down my face by the end. But it's really fun and funny as well. So I'm just really proud of this film. It's a bit of a departure for me, I feel like, in terms of a character that I've never played on screen before. So super fun. Most of it was filmed in the one location in the house. Was that base camp when you were mm. filming it was that where you stuck around the whole time yeah it was we're all in the house all this big house in malibu it was just the funnest and we all became so friendly hair makeup crew the director we just wanted to keep doing it forever and ever we were wishing it could be a long-running tv show it does look like it was a lot of fun it's a picturesque location it looked like it was yeah. always great weather, I can imagine. And I would just drive along the PCH to work every day, looking at the ocean, doing my crazy exercises to just come in hot to set, confident and full of energy. So, yeah, it was a dream, really. And there seemed to be a bit of an undercurrent of missed opportunities, second chances a bit in there as well, this kind of unrequited Mm -hmm. side of things and I suppose sorting yourself out emotionally in adult life versus teenage life was that something that really attracted you to the role? Absolutely very well said Craig I also related to it because I left Zimbabwe when I was 16 so he leaves America when he was 16 and goes overseas and so I have these beautiful friendships from that time and it was such a beautiful coming of age time for me so I could really relate to it in that way and substitute very easily to make the relationship so real in the beginning and then as we got to know each other it was just in front of me so I was just reacting off these wonderful actors but it is about that missed opportunity that regret that sometimes people have but then seeing that play out in a very satisfying way not to give anything away 
way is so great to be able to see very cathartic there's this catharsis that happens in the film through the breaking down of those social barriers and the really the vulnerability that comes out between these characters as they get more and more intertwined is so delicious it's like that Sondheim song being alive, someone to hold me too close, someone to sit in my chair, someone to just mess up my life and get in there. It really spoke to me in that way that we free ourselves inside. We can teach people how to live and love at the end of the day can really conquer everything if we just let go. And so there's a lot of value that these characters bring to this couple. Whether they'll be okay the rest of their lives, I don't know. But that's maybe a sequel. And it's interesting how one side of it was trying to show how much they'd grown up and moved on, whereas your character was all about bringing it back to when we were 16, we did this. When we were young, this is the way that things went and things like that. So it must be interesting to think about the idea of how people change as they get older or as life experiences sort of draw them apart. Yeah, exactly. And change and sometimes not change for the better. Sometimes hold back. You're right. You pointed out a very good point there, which no one else has. See, everyone takes something different from it. And my character hasn't really moved on from a lot of that. But a lot of that can also be valuable. So sometimes we think we should grow up, but maybe that might also be holding us back. You know, we need some of that sometimes, that childish energy. But then we also need to grow up. So yes, Roger hasn't quite figured that out yet. And he's quite emotionally stunted as well. So it's wonderfully complex in that way, not black and white, which is why I think it's really good art in a way, because everyone comes away with something different depending on their experience. And I think we're all trying to optimize when we watch something subconsciously. It's fun and it's funny. It's really entertaining. But underneath it all, if, if it's good, we try and take away the best things from it because we can finally see our lives in a mirror in perspective. And you mentioned the substance taking element of the film there's quite an extended section of the film where that plays a big part so what was that like to play and do that convincingly it was super fun look i had quite a time in my last year of college and <laughs> i'm always irritated in films when they'll take drugs and they'll be high like a split second later like ah. <laughs> you know what I mean? in what world it's just so unrealistic this is super realistic it's so accurate about human beings and how our brains work and how we can open up on certain substances and molly for example is used in therapy now obviously in a much more controlled way than they did not ever encouraging anyone to take drugs but very interesting in terms of our humanity and how that plays out in these substances sort of play a part sometimes in assisting or in doing things to us it's fascinating so yeah it was very interesting to play that and something just takes over luckily you try and channel i do anyway everyone's different try and channel something and let that lead you it's sort of an elusive art form acting and it's something that i will continue to try and be good at my entire life but I've been studying it for so long I went to acting school when I was 18 and you try and let the character the situation really carry you so you just surrender to that feeling and those feelings and sort of see where it takes you and 
especially with this film, we really just had to go for it and go there. And we were quite worried that because of our level of you're filming it over time and the level their minds are, but it really tracks. We were really happy that it tracks really well on the final film <laughs> because that could have gone awry quite easily. But yeah, I think it really comes across. Yeah, it can be quite triggering for people as well because <laughs> it's quite real. It certainly seemed that way. But at the end of the day, it's fun. My friends just said it was just so fun. It's a fun, fun, fun watch. And I wouldn't forgive myself if I didn't ask at least one question about The Flash. Please. Just the standard one. What was it like working on that show and being there right at the beginning and then coming back for, well, periodically, but mainly for the final season as well? Great. It was so special. From day one, it was special. It was special when I auditioned for it. I just had a weird feeling. I cried after my first audition because I thought I hadn't got the part and I tried so hard. David Nutter, who's directed the X-Files and everything, was doing the part. He was there in the room and I finished the scene and... I put so much into it and so much pressure on myself. And I was in the scene so much. Sometimes you don't know how it went. So afterwards, I kind of came to and they were like, oh my God, they're like, thank you, Rick. And David was like, I love the way you took your jacket off and you put your jacket on the chair. And I thought, oh my God, they're just being nice. They're just being <laughs> nice because I've messed it up and I left the room and I nearly went back. Thank God I didn't and said, I need to do this again. I can do so much better, you guys. But on the one-on-one, tears streamed out. So I thought, don't worry. You're like, just keep going. It's okay. It's not this one. It's going to be another one. And then I got a thousand missed calls and I, of amazing, like, they love you. They want you to test for it. But the director has notes. Of course he has notes. Million notes, I'm sure. So I called David Matter and he was like, yeah, Rick, great. Everything you do is perfect. Just do exactly what you did before. And I was like, oh, please. I can do <laughs> so much better but just nerves nerves are sometimes irritating but they make you work hard so they have given me a gift as well i'm a bit of a perfectionist like that but ever since then and during the final audition danielle was in the room opposite another girl and i took the plane up with her marisol vino was on the plane i just have all these great memories and then meeting grant the three of us sat there and i'd seen him on arrow doing the spin-off two episodes i just loved him and it was just special and the love triangle and I've got life-lasting friends from that show and just one of the biggest jobs I've got in my career. So I'm just so grateful. So grateful. And they kept bringing you back as well, which must have been great, even after your character was killed. They did, even though I, they sacrificed me <laughs> so dramatically and so nice to have everyone cry over me. They did love me. <laughs> so that was nice. Yeah, that was nice. I watched it throughout its entire run. I was big into the Arrowverse. I was seeing how it all weaved together and stuff. So good to hear that you had such a great experience with working on the show. I did. I did. It's a very precious, precious thing. And I'm so glad everyone else loves it too. As a last question, what's next for you? What's coming up for you in your career after this film? I have a film called The Exchange coming out sort of like the holiday where we do this house swap. It's a rom-com. I'm the English character. So it's the first time I played an English character on screen and I just loved every minute of it because British period dramas are my favorite thing. <laughs> then I've also got an Apple TV series coming out called Palm Royale, which is going to be super fun. It's got Kristen Wiig, Alison Janney, Ricky Martin, Carol Burnett, Josh Lucas, Laura Dern. Did I say that? <laughs> just dropping a few names, but it's got a really great cast. I was just a fanboy on set every day. That's going to be super fun. So it's coming out soon. And also The Vaucluse Daily. My friend and I do this Instagram show at The Vaucluse Daily, where we play Jill and Sue, these South African housewives who live on the harbour front of Sydney. Very serious and petty goings on at the Bridge Club and who's bringing a salad <laughs> for tennis on Wednesdays. It's a romp. So follow us there. We were developing that at the moment too. I'll make sure to put it in the show notes so that people can be directed to it. Please do. I will. 
not a problem. Thanks very much for your time. It's been great speaking to you. Like I say, I loved your work on The Flash when you were on that show and I really enjoyed this film for all the reasons that you've said. I just thought it was real and uncomfortable in the best ways. I really liked how unsettled I felt at points when I was watching these almost toxic relationships play out. Amazing. Thank you, Craig. Thanks so much. It's been really fun. All the best for the stuff that's coming out and hopefully we'll cross paths in an interview in the future at some point. I hope so. Yes. I'm shooting up to start and darling. So just wait. <laughs> I'll be right there with you very soon again. <laughs> Thanks very much for your time. I'll let you get to your next interview. Thanks, Craig. Okay. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> that was my conversation with Rick Cosnett. I wish him the very best with his current and future projects. If you want to talk about anything discussed here or anything else, really, you can contact us on Twitter or Facebook under Neil Before Blog or leave a comment on neilbeforeblog.co.uk. You can also join us on Discord. For more interviews, monthly news podcasts, and deep dive analytical discussions about your favourite nerdy things, join us on Neil Before Pod.